everybody. Welcome back to the very first episode of 2022 for Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. I'm Tiffany. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Those are fireworks. That is fireworks. Um, We're kicking off the new year by discussing Not So Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Um, yeah, so we both listened to it. Um, yeah, so I will say Audible. the narrator was great. Oh, perfect. And I really enjoyed his voice. And I kept thinking, I'm like, I know I've heard this guy's voice before. Who is it? Who is it? I went through all, like, his entire Audible catalog. <laughs> and he's, he's done a lot. He's done a Very lot. Very prolific voice actor. And I was like, I haven't, like, no, I don't think I've done this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I googled him, and he was the voice of the computer in Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh my gosh. And then I couldn't unhear it when I was listening to him. I think he was a sarcastic computer from Courage. You should have looked it up after. I know, but I couldn't, um, I couldn't unhear it, like him calling the little dog a nitwit. <laughs> I couldn't unhear it. Yeah, so I listened to it also, but I, I had my book, so I kind of just like read along. Because um, sometimes his accent... For some of the characters, it was, like, nice to actually see it on paper, what they were trying to say. Um, I think that is the only positive I have for this book, is the narrator. Yeah, I the, I straight up did not have a good time. No. Um, all, I could, all I could think of was when I finished it, was that clip from, that's, it's kind of going viral right now on, like, TikTok and, TikTok and Instagram reels. Where it's Tyra from her uh, next top model, where she's like, "This is so bad. I want to give you a zero, but that's not possible. So I'm giving you a one. <laughs> that's all I could think of. Oh, that, that fits pretty perfect. I, um, oof, man. So for those of you that have never read Great Expectations, um, just to kind of give like a summary, I guess if I can. I don't even know if I know everything that happened in this book. My brain melted. Yeah. <laughs> So, there's an orphan named Pip. He lives with his sister and her husband. Um, Joe and Mrs. Joe. Mrs. Joe is basically what they call her throughout. And then he is, like, paid by this lady, Miss Havishmish. Havishmish? Havisham. Havisham. (laughs) To play with her adopted daughter per se named Estella um like play cards or whatever so he's like goes over there um there's also a scene where he like runs into some like two convicts and the convicts like hey go get me these things and he does he like steals him some things but then later on him Joe and somebody else I forget who it was Go after, go looking after these convicts and like find them. Um, what else, Lindsay? So just like just to summarize it, it goes through <laughs> Pip's life. Um, at one point, like he just like part of the reason that he like the like, Miss Havisham is like known for being this like eccentric, you know, wealthy woman. She was you know jilted lover. She was stood up at the altar kind of thing. So now she's just like. She wears her wedding gown and she's always like, oh, like super, you know, but yeah. she was the best character. 
We could have had a crazy awesome story about her being crazy and eccentric, and instead we got Pip's bullshit. (laughs) Well, and then, like, she wants Joe to kind of fall in love with Estella. She's like, isn't she beautiful? She's so beautiful, all of these things. Yeah, so it kind of goes. And so I think Pip is, like, made to believe that he's supposed to fall in love with this woman. Because there's girl. there's the secret benefit like the secret person like funding Pip's new lifestyle and it's his a, rags a, to riches climbing yeah. the social ladder. It's and for he's him to convinced, become like a gentleman. Yeah, he's convinced this Miss Havisham because she wants him to marry Estella. And then oh my god, spoiler alert! When he's when he not only confesses his love to Estella and she's just like lol no (laughs) I described it as leaving him on red because she was just like I'm marrying this other guy I gotta go and then and then when he was like but Miss Havisham this is what she wanted like you're the person funding my thing she was like fuck you I ain't doing shit (laughs) (laughs) again she was the best character (laughs) yeah Um, it was and then he realizes it was the criminal from the beginning who had been funding his lifestyle. And he found out that somebody was funding him through Mr. Jaggers, who's a lawyer. Yeah. So this guy comes into his life and is like, hey, there's going to be this person funding you. I can't tell you who he is, but just know that he wants you to become a gentleman and blah, blah, blah. There was quite a few characters in this book. I will say that. I'm just going to say, there's a lot. Pip was so boring. Pip was boring. Jo- I like Joe. I thought he was a very like genuine Joe. character. Joe was I thought a very he was, character. He was somebody you'd want on your side. He was a very, like, nice, genuine person. Again, Miss Havisham. We could have had a crazy story about her. I want to know about her being left at the altar. Yeah. Her slow descent into madness. Like, all of that. We could have had a great story. We know Charles Dickens can write ghost stories because he wrote A Christmas Carol. Like, we know he can do that. And instead we get Pip? Who, I'm going to argue, is one of the most boring characters out of any book I've ever read. And I've read some terrible books. We got Pip. We got Pip. Also, so, why why do we read this in, why do we read this in school? So, I actually, I did, I did kind of, I got stuck on a Reddit post discussing like classics why they're important why you should read them because there were some people arguing I don't find value in these books like I don't know why and there was one one argument in particular that stuck out to me and it was these books are important because we've made them important which it makes sense that's how most things are you know yeah but their their argument was these are books that are going to be referenced in other books till the end of time Mm -hmm. there's going to be not only in books, but movies, other pop culture references made back to these books. So they just they just become part of society, society and the culture to where mm-hmm. in order to understand those references, that's the reason to read these original works. Yeah, I'm with that. I don't know why we made this one a classic. And I'm not saying like we 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 enjoyed Anna. We thought it was a little bit of a slog at times, but we enjoyed it in general. Yeah. I've read Dracula, love Dracula. So I'm not saying I have anything against classics. For me, it's just this book in particular was not good. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was required reading when I was in high school. But I think I've mentioned multiple times that in high school, 
I did a lot of cliff note stuff just because <laughs> I hate being forced to read a book, you know, as we are doing that to ourselves right now. Um, but I think also in high school, I think if I would have had like Audible or something, I might have enjoyed it more. Um, yeah, I just, it was not my cup of tea. Um, it's 18 and a half hours long. I started it on Monday and finished it that Friday because I was not going to bring this book into 2022 with me. <laughs> there was no way that it was coming with me into 2022. Um, but that meant I had to listen to quite a bit of it every day. Yeah. I just, it, like, it wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh my God, it was the convict. Like, I wasn't shocked and I wasn't like, no, I, I could care less who it was at that point. I was like, I don't care. Just in the book. Just end, I, just end it. I'm telling you when, okay, and then at the end, when it's Pip and Estella together, and they're, she's, he was like, do you want to give this a try? And she's like, all right, I guess. Like, <laughs> like she's still, <laughs> like, stop she it, just Pip. Doesn't want, she Pip, just you're doesn't. an idiot. <laughs> yeah, and there was two separate endings. It was the original, and then the one that's in the book, um, I mean, neither one of them changed my mind about this book. I don't, I guess I just don't. Oh. Oh. I don't have much discussion about this book just because I've said my major point, which is there was more of a story with Miss Havisham and what happened to her and we didn't get it. And we find out that Estella was the daughter of the convict. Find out that all these stories intertwine. Um, there's a character named Biddy who I believe she was like almost like a tutor slash teacher of Pips. And she ends up because Mrs. Aaron. Joe dies. Yeah. Cause oh yeah, the sister dies. But she was a terrible character. She was really mean. Yeah. Um. And then close to the end, Biddy and Joe get married. They, they get married. They have their own little little brood of children. They have a little Pip. Of their own. It's just, for me, this whole, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. It's almost like if, oh, no, no, I'm blanking. I don't know. This this book melted my brain. Like, it did. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, for me, feel bad because I don't like it or I don't know does it make me not a good person because I don't like it because it's a classic but like you said we've we are the ones that made it into a classic I don't think I think it's again one of those things where it's like I look at it as as like Freud so there's so many reference like modern references to Freud and his psycho- like his idea on psychology and all that. And a lot of it's bunk, a lot of it's not good, but there's still references to it that it's important for in, in order to understand those modern references to understand him originally. Yeah. And so instead of just being like, everything he said was bullshit, let's just ignore him. Well, there's enough still here presently that it's important to, to still read and educate yourself on it. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Same thing. People love the Avatar movies. I didn't think they were that good. 
well, movie. There's only one. They're making more. But, I know. Like, I was like, I I was like is there a second one? Sorry. No. <laughs> but, like, I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. You, like, it's. I think it's okay to be, like, you know, give it a shot. Don't understand it. Don't get it. Not my thing. For example, uh, Sean Connery was offered the role to play Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. And he turned it down because he was like, I don't get it. This is nonsense. This is dumb. And when it became this huge, you know, global phenomenon, people were asking him, hey, do you regret taking this role? And he goes, watch the movie. Still don't get it. I don't care. Like, I'm glad. Like, so I think, you know, it's like, yeah, you give it a shot. You don't have to like it. You know, it doesn't have to be everyone's thing. I think there are better rags to riches stories out there that did a better job at that. Like, to me, it was just like. People was just bland. It was just like I just it felt it dragged on. It didn't I didn't know where we were ever going. Like I think the whole purpose of the book was to find out eventually who his benefactor was. Like I think that was to me, I guess, a main part. But like when he turned twenty one years old, Mr. Jackers was like, Ooh, still can't tell you. Surprise. <laughs> still can't tell you anything. And so I just I don't know. I just at, at some point in the book, I didn't care anymore to find out anything else. This what like this is what I'm saying. It was just like, like if they would have like, just been like, we're ending with his sister dying, I'd have been like, perfect, cool. You know what? I probably would have liked it better had, again, the whole thing just been about Miss Havisham. <laughs> she like, yeah. like she, she had the story. There was nothing. I guess like. Having read The Goldfinch, which follows, I'm not going to say a, like Rex to Rich's story, but it starts off with this kid is small, he's orphaned to an extent, like his mom dies in a terrorist attack, him growing up and kind of learning, going through these trials, like, it n- there never seemed to be any growth from Pip at all. No. No character growth. I think the whole time he just thought he was supposed to marry Estella. Yeah. Like, he never actually became, like, a gentleman to me. No. Like, he didn't do what the whole purpose of the benefactor paying him to do. And, like, I know that's, like, that's, like, part, you know, part of what, like, Dickens was getting at was just, like, you know, it takes more than the clothes to make the man sort of thing. But, like, it just, this whole thing fell flat to me. Yeah, it was not, whew, no. It's a no for me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the note yeah. from me. and I guess the good thing is like so like I mentioned I finished it on the 31st because I didn't want to take it into 2022 but I also was like reading between that and Beartown so I was switching off like I'd read like an listen to an hour or so of Great Expectations and then switch over to reading Beartown and let me tell you it was so hard to switch from Beartown <laughs> back to Great Expectations <laughs> But I made it where Beartown was my last book. So I finished Great Expectations and and saved like 30 pages of Beartown. Still finished both of them before the new year because I didn't want, again, I didn't want to cover any into 2022. I wanted to start fresh. Yeah. Um, But it made it so worth it to have Beartown as my last book of 2022 instead of Great Expectations. Just because that would have just put a damper on my whole, like, reading journey of 2021. So I, like, saved my last 30 pages for that because I was, like, just Because I had, like, 17 minutes left of 
great expectations and I wanted to switch over so bad and I was like just finish like, it no <laughs> just push through you can handle this but yeah um it yeah it's just not my it wasn't I didn't find it enjoyable um I don't think it that means there's anything against Charles Dickens like I don't this one but I this is again he's written plenty of books he's famous and a great writer for a reason I'm sure spoiler alert this is not going to be the only Charles Dickens book we read <laughs> so maybe there's hope <laughs> we will see um but yeah I just I did not enjoy it and I I wish I could remember what the discussions were in high school when we were discussing this book I will say this I know you read this in high school I had another friend that read this in high school and both my husband and my brother-in-law had to read this in high school and anytime I told somebody I was reading it and said I just straight up not having a good time everybody agreed yeah agreed this was terrible <laughs> it's not a good book. yeah so it makes me again spoiler alert there's gonna be another Charles Dickens book it makes me it makes me wonder if this is completely indicative of what everything that he writes because a christmas carol is a classic and while i haven't read it the, like the story itself is good i enjoy the story so it makes me wonder if it's just like this was a bad choice if yeah pip was as it was like watching paint dry man i don't know it was bad yeah I mean, there was parts, like, listening to it, I was like, what the hell did I just, like, there was one chapter, I was like, I have no idea what just happened in that chapter, but I was like, I wasn't going to go back and listen. So when it's the, when he, towards the end, um, when the convict, the criminal, mm -hmm. comes to his room and is sitting there, and he's kind of like, you look familiar, but I can't place you, and then that's when, like, the big reveal of, like, yeah. oh, wow, he keeps... <laughs> I started laughing because listening to it, they they keep mentioning New South Wales. And he's like, you made your money in New South Wales? New South Wales. New <laughs> South Wales. New South Wales. And I like, like I was just like, this is, this is, this is like, I'm sure sh I should be laughing, right? This is a joke, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I think we, I think we're both on agreement. This was our, is this our sixth book? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think it's at the bottom right now. Like I said, to quote Tyra Banks, if I could give you a zero, <laughs> I would. But arbitrarily, I'm saying that's not possible. So I'm giving it a one. I I did not rank it on Goodreads. I just... I just was gonna... I'm just leaving it. We're just gonna say I read it. It's not gonna get a rank. It's just, I don't know, I don't know. It's, yeah. I, for, I forgot to log, like, half my books into Goodreads last year, so I went to go do my year in books. It said I only read two, and I was like, that's not yes. real. That's not a real amount. So <laughs> I'm going to be better about that this year so I can post my, my yeah. year in books at the yeah, end of 2022. Yeah, I did not hit my goal of 30. I think my... Sorry, I think my final stat was 
26 books, but technically it was 25 in one novella, but it counted as a book anyways. Yeah, close enough. So, I mean, I got close, and it was more than last year. Yeah. Um, my goal last year was 24, so I exceeded that. And then this year I set my goal to 36, so we'll see. Because that's three a month-ish. So, and I've already started one, so we'll see how that goes. Well, I am um, on my way for my 52 for this year because I finished, yeah. you know, being being sick has its benefits when you can lay in bed and read a book. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll definitely, when we do our check-in next week, we'll definitely have. It'll be a better discussion. Yeah, we'll definitely. Like, <laughs> I think we both have a lot to say about our two books. That we've <laughs> yeah, and. um. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about, like, the books that we're reading at that point. And then I think in in the next few episodes, we'll do, like, a little mini awards for the books that we read this year. Like, the best of, worst of. It'll be, like, the Oscars, but. Yeah, the best cover. For us. Yeah. Most surprising, most disappointing, those kind of things. Maybe we'll do, like, a few of those and have those ready for in the next few weeks or so but yeah again I think we both don't have much to say because not much happened in this book I'm sure there are English teachers like I read some reviews on great expectations and there were you know it seemed like there was nobody ever in the middle it was either people like us who were like this was horrendous I hated it and then you had people who was like, if I could give it 10 out of 5, I would. Like, I love this book. It was great. So I think it's it's definitely very polarizing. Yeah. Because um, it has, okay, so on Goodreads, it has a 3.79. Um, that's over 711,000 ratings and 18,000 reviews. Um, and let's just real quick read a few just to see um that one is too long i'm not reading that sorry it's <laughs> like great expectations <laughs> so somebody gave it a four star and said what an ambiguous ending what the hell i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> that was a four star um let me find a fun one star boring dull lifeless and flat this is so drawn out and boring i kept Having to remind myself what the plot was. Best to get someone else to sum up the story rather than undergo the torture of reading it. (laughs) Yeah. I like that one. Um, A five star said, another reread. Loved it the first time around. Loved it all over again. Um, (laughs) Bless that person. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to find... Um, a short one, but their five star ones are usually pretty long. Because they got a lot to say about them or something. Oh, the beauty and the agony tears at me as I think about this stunning story. That's a five star. For me, it's, I think it's again one of those things where it's like, if you like it, it's up your alley and it's like gonna be one of the greatest books for you. If, you know, I, for me, again, I'll 
say it a billion times. Uh, this book was about the wrong character. God, there, listen, there was so much. I actually had potential for this book. When he <laughs> first arrives at Miss Havisham's and he's got that, like, he has that image of her where she's kind of, like, floating and is like, ah, like, oh, creepy looking. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get some thriller in this. <laughs> like, there's going to be some, like, gothic element. And then he was just like, and then I ran away. And then I went back and she was gone. <laughs> Anyways, I decided to play some cards. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely do think this is, uh, like you said, on the extreme side of the spectrum. You either love it or you hate it. Um, this one says, this is a three-star. It says, it is frustrating being slapped around the head by classics that leave you trouserless in a lukewarm puddle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, that's just a few... Um, reviews just on Goodreads just to kind of give you an idea of the extremes of this book um, and again most people have heard of it most people know about it because again like you said it's a classic it's Charles Dickens some people have to read it in high school I still don't know if it's a required reading in high school so if you if y'all know let us know because I have no idea if it's still required reading um, I, I know for me personally I don't recall my district requiring it like it wasn't yeah. one of yeah. the required books to choose from um and like so many books have come up since we've both been in high school that there's no telling like um what's now required reading i don't know oh, but i'm glad to say we can Clap, close clap, put this to bed. <laughs> close it up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah, I'm done with it. I'm glad we can put it off to the side. We are halfway through Oprah's book club. So excited. So, if you stick around with us right now, we are going to announce. The next three books of Oprah's book club. So, if you're ready, I'm going to read out the title and the author, and Lindsay's going to give a quick synopsis in when it was part of Oprah's book club. So our next book, the one that we'll be reading in January, is Love in the Time of Cholera by Gabrielle Garcia Marquez. This was the October 2000 pick, and this chronicles the loves and lives of Florentino Ariza and Fermina Daza. Nice. Our next one, y'all... Spoiler alert! Heard it before. <laughs> Tell Two Cities by Charles Dickens. Um, so Oprah kind of went off the deep end in December of 2010, and she chose both Great Expectations and A Tale of Two Cities as her, her book club choice says. And when we did the, the Wheel of Fate, it chose both for us. Yeah, because uh, I separated them because I was like, well, we're not reading them together. That's a nightmare. That's so I nonsense. separated them. I think there was a total of like 68 to 72 books that I had on this random will. And it chose them literally almost back to back. Yeah. Um, so Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. That's the story of a French doctor during his imprisonment in Bastille and his time in London after he is released. So. Sounds a lot better already. Not that I'm super excited for it, but I think I'm more excited having done great expectations and having this to compare it to. Like maybe yeah. 
maybe maybe you know this will be a two star instead of <laughs> but you know a, a little bit more i'm i'm ex- i'm interested to see comparing the two and this one has a very famous line at the beginning yes this has one of the most famous opening lines in literature yes it was the best of times it was the, the worst of times. of times so yeah um uh, i should have thought that one would have been for great expectations but here we are. Great expectations was just <laughs> the worst just the, of times. Just literally the worst of times. Okay, and then the third book, which will be our ninth book of Oprah's Book Club, is What Looks Like Crazy on an Ordinary Day and by Pearl Cleach. And this was her September 1998 pick, and a woman returns to her hometown after testing positive for HIV. Huh. Okay. So, we have three books that are now going to be added to our TBRs for January, February, and March. Yeah. I know they have been added to Lindsay's 52 books that she wants to read this year. Yep. And, yeah, I think with the um, Love in the Time of Cholera. I cholera. Think, col- yeah. Cholera, sorry. Okay. I know that because uh, I've played a lot of Oregon Trail. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> <laughs> good, then. Um, <laughs> I think it's a pretty, like... less than 400. Yeah, I'm having, like, a first edition hardback is, like, 348. So, hopefully, we're in that 350-ish range, less than 400 for that one. Um, So, it it seems like a semi-kind of love story-ish. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, so I, um, I had a place to hold on at the library... It's estimating me two weeks until it's available. I read a book on the whole I read a hundred years of solitude, thousand years of whatever by the same yeah. author. Um, if anybody out there has read it, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Where when I say all the characters have the same name, and it makes it super confusing when you're reading that book. That's how both of these main characters start with an F, I think, right? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about this. Years of Solitude is about it follows this family like over the course of all this time mm-hmm. and like all of them have the same exact name and you're just you're like who are we talking about did this person die oh I'm sorry it's their great great grandson like mm-hmm. it was it was confusing and it was a book I didn't like but it did have a very good final final sentence a good ending of the book so I'm interested. I know this one is pretty beloved as well. So okay. it makes so me we'll excited see. because, like, when we read Daughter of Fortune, I didn't really have any expectations for it. Like, I really wasn't looking forward to it just because it was like set in the 1800s, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And I ended up actually really enjoying it. So I'm hoping like this is something similar to that. Daughter of Fortune was so far one of the only books that I've actually recommended to somebody outside of. Yeah. You know. For, so Hey, you should read this because I think <laughs> you would enjoy it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think I put it, like, when I, like, posted my books that I read this past year, I put it as one of my, like, in my favorites. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. But, yeah. Um, so, in the love and the time of how did you pronounce it? Cholera. Cholera. A Tale of Two Cities and What Looks Like Crazy on an Ordinary Day. 
are the next three books for Oprah's Book Club. We're officially halfway through Oprah's Book Club. We can make it. I know we can. And then we will have a new celebrity book club. Yeah. So. And it seems like every time I check the interwebs, there's like more and more popping up. More and more people getting. More celebrity book clubs? Getting more bookish. Yeah. Okay, so um, please go like, subscribe, rate us, and follow us on Instagram at Reading with Celebs and Twitter at Reading W Celebs. Um, I hope everybody had a fabulous new year. I hope everybody gets everything that they want and the resolutions for 2022 and reads all the fun books. And I'm sure in the next few weeks we will be discussing our favorites of 2021 and what we are now currently reading into 2022. That is all. We will see you next week. All right. Happy reading. Bye, guys. Bye.